<laughs> you didn't do your vocal exercises on No, the and I have allergies. It's pretty bad. At least I don't have a cat. Seriously, I was just staying at a house in Santa Cruz for my boyfriend's sister's wedding, and it was like a cat house. But there weren't cats there, but cats had like run yeah. that place in the past. I was sneezing the whole time. Like, Ugh. the ghosts of the cats were haunting me. <laughs> like, the allergens were like still potent. Pretty bad. I okay. Hate cats. Hate cats. I are you allergic? Yeah. But Me too. even so, they're just dicks. Mm-hmm. They're just dickheads. I mean, I don't hate them, I get them. I just think we're too similar to get along. <laughs> it's like you know when you're like, oh you're either like your friends are like, oh I have a friend who you're either gonna love or hate. And it's yeah. like that's me and cats. Like cause we love dogs because they're so goofy and like Whoa. Yeah, like like cats just to- might be too smart. You can just see how you right, can just see how I view myself. Dicks. Essentially, cats are pompous dicks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let us begin. Sure. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, it is October twenty seventh, two thousand fifteen. Why you make the face? It's like the year's hey, almost over. I know, right? Halloween. Frightening. Halloween's coming up. What are you going to be for Halloween? Do you know? <sighs> no, I've thought I've thought of some really inappropriate things, but. I'm not going to do them. Like, okay, like, I think it. I was just in New Orleans, and there were, I went to the Café du Monde, and there were beignets, obviously, and just, like, covered, like, the floor was covered in powdered sugar. Like, it was an insane vibe. And I got the idea to be Jean Beignet Ramsey. So just, like, being, oh like, my God. I know, too soon. It's, I know, that's... That's really, but like a whole pageant clean and then like covered in powdered sugar. Can you, I mean, you can picture it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that would be like, people would be like, what? I mean, it's How not as you? bad as like Prince Harry going as a Nazi. That's true. You know? Yeah. I mean. There's been more controversial ideas. At least yeah. you get credit for creativity. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And not just like blatant fucked upness. Yes. I mean, but it, <laughs> I mean, if I were a royal, I would probably think a little harder <laughs> about those Halloween costume choices. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, happy Halloween to you. Thank Chris. you. Um, I'm sitting here with Chris Aquilino. It's a very exotic last name yep. that I love to say every time you text me. <laughs> uh, I got a text from Chris Aquilino. <laughs> That's why it's there. Yeah. yeah. And um, you are here because we met whilst filming The Sweet Life. The Sweet Life. Yes. <laughs> Is that how you say it? The, yeah, that's because it's sweet. <laughs> it's not just life, it's the sweet that's life. Yes, and you are a, a fellow actor, up mm-hmm. and coming. Thank you. And uh, doing great work. Yeah. As evidenced by the fact that we ended up on that cast. Together. Obviously. And uh, and we'll talk about that a little later, but... Mm-hmm. Let's uh let's begin at the beginning, and I'd love to test my powers of memory. Yeah, you're from Ventura originally. Correct. Is that correct. Yeah, just yes. like a little ways up the coast. Yeah, not yeah. quite Santa Barbara, which not, is mm-mm. where I went to college. Yeah, for those of you keeping track. Yeah. So I drove by you probably many times. That's true. Yeah, I mean I, <laughs> but I was probably in college when you were in college. Mm-hmm. Probably because we're, we're the same age, young bucks. Um, <laughs> and you went to Irvine. I right? went to UCI. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, it's my memory. Wait, did you live in Isla Vista? Yeah. God. Why? 
Did you just get wasted all the time? No. Did you go to Thunderbirds? You mean Freebirds? Freebirds. <laughs> That's what I mean. I'm thinking of something else. <laughs> I rem- I would, me and my friends would go up like at like two in the morning, drive up from Ventura and just get wow. stoner fries. <laughs> stoner fries? Didn't they have those? Not fries. They had, okay. You seem to be mixing up maybe super kookas? It's very possible. I was not extremely sober at these times <laughs> at two in the morning. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So, yes, I lived in Isla Vista. No, I didn't get wasted all the time. I worked okay. very hard. On your BFA. On my BFA. In acting. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I did frequent Freebirds very often. In fact, uh, when I got roasted at our senior drama promo, oh my, God. One of the, my favorite joke was uh, they said, Andrew, who could resist your classic pickup line of nachos? <laughs> because at the end of every party i just circulate the party just going up to people being like nachos nachos will you eat nachos with me because you couldn't eat them on your own because they were so massive mm. um that those the carton of nachos felt like so i would literally finish every night <laughs> of the weekend with a nacho nachos? at 2 a.m wow yeah like just like you so. was like did you feel that the theater department at your school was very, like, mixed with the rest of this? Like, all the other departments? Like, you met people from all other departments as well? Or was it kind of isolated? Like, its own little bubble? It was very much a bubble. Mm. Um, I mean, so the BFA itself, you know, it ended up... It started as 25 and then ended up 12. Mm. Um and that was obviously a really close-knit group. And then we were close with all of the theater people around us, like, you know, the people who worked in the tech department and the people who were just theater studies majors. So Oh, those peasants. <laughs> those theater studies Not peasants. at our school. <laughs> Not at University of California, Santa Barbara. Not at UCI, maybe you guys have a more classist view of things. I, th- I have a theory that every theater department is, like, kind of elitist and fucked up i feel like every department is let's go back to high school though for yeah. a second because mm-hmm. that's uh where i'd love to jump off yeah with, because i mean did you i assume you did theater in high school as well i did i mean i i grew up extre- in like a very like religious household so my theater background actually started at church and i went to like a mega church and they had a really big like musical department and like there was always like a winter music kids musical and then it's like a spring musical and then there was like the adult musical not i mean not adult but like (laughs) there were adults and it was called visions of christmas and it was like a like we thought it was like broadway like all we were like little kids playing newsies and we were just (laughs) so into it like this is gonna prepare us for like a professional Broadway like, career. This is our big break. <laughs> right here. <laughs> Just sleeping in the pews, <laughs> doing our homework, like not going to like like missing school because we were too exhausted from doing like high kicks until like <laughs> midnight the night before and it was huh. really fun. So when you say mega church, it was a big church. Like like so how many people would like attend these performances? Well, they, like, built this new auditorium while, like, while we were there, and that sat, like, over a thousand people. Wow. So, I mean, I doubt our performances were sold out all the time, but... 
Well, the fact that you could say, I doubt, yeah. is evidenced by the fact that you're like, I couldn't tell if there were some empty seats. Well, <laughs> you know, like. Well, I was also like nine. <laughs> so I was like, to my mind, it was like, this house is, people are banging down the doors to get in. <laughs> people True. can't get seats. But it wasn't like a hundred would fill it at a thousand no, seats. No, it, like, it was. It was pretty big. So that, that's amazing, though, to be performing for so many yeah. people at such a young age. Right? Yeah, it was really fun. And so you were just hooked. I was hooked. Okay. I mean, I've always loved attention. Yeah. And it's... <laughs> and now it's weird. Like, as a kid, I was like, I wanted to be... I was the youngest. I, like, always wanted to be the star, the center of attention. And, uh-huh. um, and then, as it's interesting, growing up, I'm like, mm, like... I still, like, take issue with, like calling myself an actor it's weird whoa why i don't know i mean i feel like i mean i took a year off after college just kind of like figure out what i want to do like i almost was like i'm gonna be a speech pathologist in portland like really (laughs) random i was like having a quarter life crisis being like i really i like i'm not an actor like i don't want to be that person because i don't know i've what made that switch because you went from needing all that attention to like I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe, maybe like coming to terms with like who I am and like my sexuality and that, that being a departure from like, I don't know when, when you're already kind of an outcast in a way, you, I don't know, you, you kind of find enjoyment in like not being the center of attention. Huh. I don't know. But then it's, there's also a switch of, it's, I mean, it's a mess. It's like, there's always a switch of like, like growing up and being closeted and like, but also like, like as closeted as you can be being like a little kid belting musical theater <laughs> and then like going to college and like coming to terms with who you are and then, and like experimenting and like meeting new people and then all these like exciting things happening and then. I don't know. This is kind of like a crazy tangent that's like not really going anywhere. But like as I as I've grown older, um, I've really enjoying kind of downplaying this like kind of career that I feel like to like the average person who lives in L.A. like kind of has a stigma about Mm. like, oh, you're an actor Mm -hmm. like. Will I have Will I have seen you in anything? Like, yeah, I know. What, what have you it's been? Like, so, and, and then I, I could just be like, hey, well, I did this great casting director workshop, you know, or like, yeah. <laughs> just like, I'm taking a really good class right now, you know? Yeah. But I'm also, I'm just like a cynical bitch. Like, I, I don't know. I think it's really funny that I've chosen this career where I am like, I'm just... I'm going to be kind of like, I'm going to work hard, but like, you kind of have to be like slightly delusional to think that this would all like work out, you know? <laughs> and like, I mean, it. I've been very fortunate that this like year has been really fruitful and good. And well, yeah, I'm, I, your resume is very odd to me. It's pretty weird, right? It's because if you look up your resume on, on like IMDb, mm-hmm. here's all you see. It's Bones, House of Lies. <laughs> Jane the Virgin, you have Bosch coming up now. This is true. Yep. And the Sweet Life. The Sweet Life with me, which with is obviously Andrew Fromer, <laughs> starring Chris Aquilino <laughs> and Andrew Fromer. Right. That's it's the dark romantic comedy based on our our lives. Um, but no, that's that's kind of crazy because 
I mean, there's not a, there's no, you know, short films. There's no web series. It's just yeah. these amazingly crazy titles yeah. that you've been a part of now. I mean, what's, what's going on over there? I honestly <laughs> don't know. I mean, I, <laughs> I have really, I found really great representation. Um, I was going to say, is that, is that scene, because when I try and figure it out, it seems like your rep is, is really good at what they do, which is getting you in the room. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's been really crazy. Like the way I actually met my manager through my work, I work at a restaurant in Atwater Village and, um, it's been kind of, it was really interesting the way that we met because I actually was like on a fluke. My friends were like, we're going to go to the UCI MFA showcase. Like you should come. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like support my friends who were graduating that year. And I went and then I saw this woman who I recognized from being in my work at with on her laptop all the time. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Like maybe I'll like, I'll say hi to her tomorrow. And then like the next day. I see her and I'm like, hey, did I see you at the showcase last night? And she's like, oh, yeah, one of my clients graduated from UCI. And I was like, oh, weird. Like, we did a show together in college, like crazy. And then she's like, oh, yeah, she had invited me to see the new class of people who were graduating. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, and she's like, are you an actor? And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she was like, do you have, she's like, you know, I don't have anyone like you. We should meet next week. And I was like, great, let's do it. And it's, it was just one of those things where it's like, had I not gone to that show, yeah. had I not, like, carpeed that DM, you know, like, <laughs> had I not done that, Had who you knows? rolled your eyes just had a little Had I rolled bit my extra. eyes, have, had I just been a little more cynical, I, this all could have not happened, you yeah. know? And, yeah, my, my reps are really awesome, and I, they're wonderful, and I'm really kind of... I mean, I think it's all the right place at the right time. Like, I am multi-ethnic, and I have an ethnic last name, (laughs) and I go in, and I don't know. My manager's always talking about, like, how hard it is for her to get white people in the room. Like, white people who don't have credits. She's Uh just like, it's the hardest. And I got really lucky with Bones. Like, I had no credits. I... <clears throat> went in I think I was ad- auditioning against two other people so it was like me who's like half Asian and then like a full Asian guy and then a black guy and so we all go in and then they're like asked me to stay that same day to like read for producers and so and then it was just me and the Asian guy and then I like go in and read read for the producers and the director and I found out that I was on hold for it and then I found out I booked it and was shooting it that next Friday and it's it's insane I'm realizing that like I really actually love the audition process which is something I never really because when you get into it you're like I like I want to like I want to be a series regular I want to like book movies I want to be able to live off of this kind of wild dream of like working in television (coughs) and film and um, so you think like, it's all about the work, but it's, it's really all about the preparation and the work before the work of just kind of making, like opening yourself up and being available to like whatever happens. And 
I took, I actually, in college, I took Don Hill's Business of Show Business class, <laughs> which sounds crazy, but it was actually probably one of the most important classes I took in college, mm-hmm. which I think everyone at UCI should have to take, or every actor should have to take. It was just basically about, like, networking, and also we did a lot of, like, meditative and meditation and, like, visualizing techniques, because when you, like, when you tell people, like, I'm going to move to LA and be an actor... There's so much, there's already so much like insecurity and like, I still feel that sometimes like I, my boyfriend who's like established in his own career, I'll, I'll be meeting his friends and they're like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, I'm an actor. And they're like, oh, and I'm like, but like, let me just like explain to you like why I chose to do this and like how it's happening <laughs> because you can't just say you're an actor and like, but I mean, I obviously I, I don't, I don't know. I'm sure there are, (laughs) it's like, it's just such a weird thing. It's crazy. Like, I remember being like a five-year-old kid and being like, I want to like, and I was obsessed with soap operas and my mom and I would like watch (laughs) them and I would cry when I would have to go back to school every fall and be like, what's going to happen on all my children? (laughs) Like, I'm going to miss it. (laughs) Um, But my mom would be like, that's, that could be you one day. Like you could, if you want to be on TV, like make, you can make it happen. And now it's crazy to think that like, I'm I'm doing what like five year old Chris would have wanted me to do. Like uh-huh. it's really insane. And like obviously I've still got a ways to go, but I uh, I feel really really good in this place. And basically what I was talking about like is really enjoying the audition process. Is like I mean I'm probably you go in for like 40 parts in like six months and you don't book like one of them, you know, it's if you're lucky, if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I've been extremely lucky. I mean, but like a lot of those parts, like I'm not right for it's like studly, like campus police officer yeah. who speaks Spanish. And I'm like, I am zero of those things. <laughs> but like, if my headshot fooled you, cool. I will go in for that yeah. and I will learn Spanish. Well, in then two you nights. could book the room. As, as they say. That's and... true. And that's what I found is really important, which my manager has been like, really, she's like, it doesn't matter if you book the part, honestly. She's like, you just have to book the room. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's been really, really exciting and fun and I have no idea what my weeks look like, like what my week's going to look like at the <laughs> beginning of every week. And I think it's really important to have a support job that doesn't suck up your life Yeah, and that you're able to be flexible and like take time off and like switch shifts really easily because that's been my saving grace in this town is to have a support job. And like, I've been at my job for like a couple years and my bosses are super supportive. And that's what I tell everyone. It's like, you have to have a job that can support you, but also like won't consume you. But also you need to do that job. Well, I feel like, um, I had this weird experience at, uh, this restaurant where the waiter, you know, you could tell he was an actor mm, just like his, his jawline. Yeah. <laughs> <Actually>. <laughs> That's it, that panache. Yeah. And he was so, he was, he, I don't know if he was having an off day, but he was such a dick. Really? And like, he like, a server me. who's he, a dick. What? Yeah. But he like plopped my food in front of me. And like the way he asked us, like, he was just like, all right, what do you guys want? <laughs> it was like he was just like not a waiter and i was he was like, not booking the room that day 
Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, if, if you know, I was imagining, like, he if, he, if that's the attitude he's approaching everything with, and I don't mean to judge someone that I don't know. Yeah. But I'm sure that I can confidently say that this is definitely a thing to consider. Is that like if because you do your job well, I'm sure at your restaurant because you've been there for two years and yeah. you said your staff is very supportive of you mm-hmm. and that allows you to go off and yeah. do do the auditioning process that you seem to love, which yeah. you're crazy. I know. Um, I can understand. Like I, I, I know that's a switch that I need to make soon. Is like mm-hmm. is like enjoying and relishing in the opportunity yeah. of the audition. I do think it's really important that you're good at your day job because you have there's a little bit of like. I mean, there's kind of schmoozing in that too. Just being well, yeah, like, like how you met your manager. This is true. And like, what if what if you were like a total asshole of a? Yeah. What do you do there? Are you? I are like you... do front of like I'm a server slash like cashier. Yeah. So imagine house. if you said hi to her and you had been, she had the experience of thinking you're, you know, not a good at what you do at yeah. what you do, and like she had a negative opinion of you, and then yeah, she goes, oh, nice to meet you. Yeah. Exactly. That's it. Mm-hmm. so just be nice all the time it's really important. i have to like tell myself that. in all facets of it's your life not easy sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um so you've got these you know five or six amazing credits and i mean i'm definitely curious about jane the virgin because we were talking about that when we were on set because you worked with them the day after um, Gina Rodriguez won the Golden Globe. Well, yeah, it was the week after. <clears throat> well, she—that's what, that's what I mean. Like she, the, yeah, she it was won. the next episode after, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was crazy. It was really. I'd gone in for the show once before, for like a one-line part that they ended up like cutting, mm-hmm. and then I go in for this, and I was like, the role was for Queenie Bo, <laughs> and I was like. I got this. <laughs> <laughs> I am right for I this I am right for this. Thank you, reps. This doesn't always happen. Um, and so I go in and I see, like, all of these just, like, flaming lisps, like, guys in their floppy boots. And I was like, okay, like, the other queens have arrived. <laughs> like, we'll see how this goes. We're going to duke it out. And I... I mean, I'm a creep in audition rooms. Like, I'm... Or, like, in the waiting rooms. Like, I'm always just... I'm the, like, creepy guy who's, like, looking on his phone, but, like, also, like, looking at the other guy's resume being like, okay. <laughs> just, like... Like... <laughs> uh, and... And I was like, okay, there's some other queens here. Like, they got the memo. Like, the agents read the breakdown. They want Queenie Bo. Uh-huh. And... I could hear some of the auditions... And these queens did not queen it out. Like, they, I think I noticed, I mean, I remember being in college. I mean, I did musical theater. And a lot of times the direction was just kind of like butchered up a little bit. Just kind of like, and I was like, okay, fine. I mean, and I'm singing like these like ballads about love for this like beautiful woman like i get it that makes sense but for this part i was like queens like (laughs) queen it up like bring your feather boas like (laughs) you are out and i when i heard some of their auditions i was like oh like i think they might have this 
default mode of walking into an audition room and just turning it down. Huh. Like, just dialing it back a little bit. And I was like, the breakdown says Queenie Bow. <laughs> like, you have to just go for it. And so I went in and I did it. And it was... um the casting directors were like, okay, great. Like, can you do it even faster? And I was like, great. And so I did it. And they're like, can we just do one more to send a produ- for producers? And I'm like, great, cool. <laughs> and I did it. And I got it. And it was really exciting. You got and, it just off of that first audition? Yeah. They wow. just, they sent the tape to the producers and the director. Who, um, the director was Joanna Kearns from Growing Pains. Mm. Which was very exciting. And... I show up on set at like six in the morning and I like walk into a trailer and there's Gina and she's like, Queenie. And I was like, Hey girl. I was like, as if we'd been friends for like (laughs) 12 years. And then I look to my right and this other woman's like getting her makeup done. And I was like, Oh, hi, how are you? And she's like, hi, I'm Jane. And I was like, triple take <laughs> that's dr quinn medicine woman i'm freaking out i mean growing up in like a religious household there were only like a few television shows that my parents could let me watch and that was one of them like strong morals and uh nine-year-old chris was giving you oh a- yeah he was like oh yeah you've made it full circle and and it was an amazing experience everyone on set down to like the crew and the like makeup people and director everyone was so nice and so happy and gina just won the golden globe so like the studio was sending us like crepe trucks and like chocolate dipped ice cream cone trucks and so i was like eating as if i didn't know if i was gonna eat again like (laughs) just having a field day and um it was really great and gina was so amazing to watch work and she is really an actor's actor and just it's just like okay like she's not just a body there she was totally like working with the ad and just being like okay so like if we're doing the shot on us should we shoot this first before we do the reversal like are you guys okay with that like totally in it and um it was it was really an amazing day and when we when me and the other two co-stars walked on set joanna was like Yay, I got everyone I wanted. Like, I'm so excited. And I was like, oh, this is so good. That made me so happy. It was so great. But I probably had, like, way too much sugar and coffee that day. Because I was just, like, I was, You earned it, though. I earned earned it, it, but I was, like, but I was, like, hyped up. Uh Like, (laughs) the final product was, like, even further than I expected it to be of me being... Well, having edited your reel, I can... That little thing. Yeah, I can say you, uh... Oh, you watched that? Well, I had to. You did? How many times? Uh, Several times. (laughs) (laughs) Because I had to find the right couple. You're welcome. Thanks. But also, Jane the Virgin is now on Netflix. So So watch... What was that? Chapter 16, over and over again. There you go. Just have it on Did it have a name? name No, just chapter 16. Just chapter 16? Yeah. The Queenie Bow episode. Great. Well, you can see Chris... On chapter 16 of Jane the Virgin. Woohoo! On Netflix now. Yeah. Streaming left. Woo! Yay. So, in working on Jane the Virgin, uh, I mean, you know, you were telling me about some of the stuff you talked about with Gina in terms of, like, her life as an actress and, like, yeah. and some of the surprising things about it. For instance, like, there's not 
a lot. She doesn't have a lot of freedom, like a lot of free time. Free time. Yeah. It's so interesting because this was the first time of working on a show where I really, where I got a scene with the lead of the show and there are a few scenes with the lead and was able to see how they worked. And we spent a lot of time with each other just in downtime. And I really got to pick her brain about like how long she's been in LA and like what her journey has been like. And it was really, really great insight to get because I mean, that's my goal is like, mm, it would be amazing to be at the helm of a new show where people can watch you go on this huge journey over a long amount of time, which cause film film, you have like what two hours to see this arc. Mm-hmm. But when you're on a, tv show it's like you get to you get to see yourself grow as a viewer and like change opinions on like what this character is doing with their life and their choices and it's really cool to see that happen and you're you can become friends with the viewers as that character you know and like you have this kind of it's cool to build a rapport like that over time which is such a luxury of tv Mm -hmm. um but in talking with her it was so interesting to find out that like, yeah, it's like you kind of, you have like being the lead of a show is a big sacrifice. Like you're, it kind of can run your life and you don't get a lot of downtime. And I, she was, we were talking about like sometimes working like six days a week, like for like 12, 15 hour days. And I was working one like 15 hour day and I was like, I am exhausted. <laughs> like, and just to think that she has to do that, like, Five more days a week. Yeah, it's insane. And now it's like the show is a huge hit. So all the press and like other opportunities like movies and all those other things. I just I cannot imagine. I don't think it's one of those things that you can really imagine until you're in it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so crazy because I mean, that's the goal. That's the dream to be on a successful show like that. But you really it's I'm I'm really finding myself like enjoying where i am right now and like the freedom that i do have yeah it kind of makes you take stock of like oh so like that's what success looks like (laughs) and it's like i'm actually feeling pretty successful right now too you know of like being able to manage personal life and work and having a support job that's like really chill it's like and like able to being able to like go on these trips and do all sorts of fun things it's like a lot of these opportunities We'll kind of have to like s- step to the wayside if and when I like book bigger and better jobs, you know? I mean, I'm excited. I feel as though I'm in like this kind of developmental like training stage of mm-hmm. it and just figuring out like how to maneuver these social situations and like making these connections and networking who you were like the master networker (laughs) and like just figuring out how to basically share myself with people in a way that is real and true but also like has some strategy to it just being like i don't know it's interesting starting to work at the restaurant there's a lot of industry people that come in mm-hmm. and they are, they bring their kids. It's a really family friendly place. And, um, it's interesting. I decided that my go-to would be to not tell people right away that I'm an actor. 
Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to put the foot forward of just being Chris and just being me and someone who's like gonna help you like get a high chair to your table or like <laughs> bring you water or something or refill. Like that's who I wanted to be first. And I feel like that's how I would hope to be perceived in this industry is just being like, Oh, like you're a good person. Look at your resume. You've worked like, okay. Like trust is like such a big deal. Yeah. And like, instead of, and there's, I feel like, like we were talking about before, there's such a stigma with actors just being like, what's in this for me? Mm-hmm. Like, what, how do I make this work for me? And it's just like, yes, have that mentality. Like be ad, like be very, have your mind, your eyes on the prize, like go for it. But also don't lose your humanity in the process. Like don't, <laughs> I feel like the biggest thing I learned in Don Hill's business show business class is just to be like, <laughs> how can I help? Like, how can I serve you? And if that's the first like idea in your mind or in other people's minds about you, then it's like, Oh, like why wouldn't I want to also help this person? Like they've yeah. helped me in the past, you know? Cause then you're going to cross paths with someone else who's like, how can I help you? And then when you help each other, that's when you get yeah, that's those great when opportunities. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I know I mentioned this towards the beginning, but you have these like five or six just like incredible titles to your name. Um, the only way I feel like I can describe this process is it seems like you're you're sort of sniping your opportunities in that in that you're not you're not machine gunning your opportunities, <laughs> just like I'll do whatever. Blah, blah, blah. You're just like no, I'm gonna. I'm like going for the big stuff. And while it might be like months and months between, I mean, I know you're auditioning for other stuff, but you're auditioning for like incredible commercials and incredible shows all the time. I mean, do do you feel that overwhelming? Cause it seems like, cause this is the totally like the do it yourself generation where everybody's making their own stuff. And you know, there's a million web series, Mm -hmm. short films are just everywhere. Yeah. Do you feel like you need to get in on that or cause it seems like you're doing really well, just like being patient because now you have Bosch coming up, like, and that's when you were like, I'm ready for my podcast. You're like, I'm no. ready for it. <laughs> no, no, I think that's interesting that you you book yet another, like, great title. You know, it's one of the top um, shows um, from Amazon. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe eclipsed by Transparent only. And so, like, do you... What's Transparent? <laughs> It's this show that won a ton of awards. I haven't heard of it. You need to check in on I that. I guess. Maybe if I... You got some I'm, homework Maybe if I'm on it, I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that show. Uh, so, uh, but, but uh, I mean, I think you know what I'm getting at is yeah. this idea that, like, you seem to be okay with patience and just getting, like, just rounding up these awesome titles and not yeah. feeling the need to, I have to do this idea, I have to do that idea. I mean, I definitely text you in, like, moments of, like, existential crisis being, like, I have no online presence. Like, <laughs> what do I need to do? Like, and also, I mean, I do feel like I want to um, be creative in ways that aren't just, like, where I'm plopped in an audition room and mm-hmm. reading lines, you know. I would love to create my own content, which is is more my voice and what I feel like isn't being said and what I feel like is important to be shared with the world. And I guess I'm at this time where I'm trying to figure out exactly what that is. And I do kind of feel like I am, I am being a little lazy with that. Like I need to, um, 
figure out like what I want to do and how I want to share those things. I do know, however, that I am like all for people making money on YouTube. Like do it, like make that money, do those makeup tutorials, like (laughs) get that sponsorship. That's amazing. It's so amazing that the internet has come to that point where people can sit in front of a computer and make a lot of money doing it. Just like being themselves and cute and like fun and smart. Like it's so crazy that like anyone can be an entrepreneur at this point if you have a camera. And I, I feel as though, like, a lot of my friends were like, Chris, like, you need to, like, you are a recognizable character on Jane the Virgin. Like, you need to, like, use that. Like, make that into something that you could put on YouTube or be like, hey, like, ride that wave. But I feel as though if I'm going to be true to myself, I don't think I want that the image of myself to be me first. I would rather have my work speak for me. Um, And yeah, I do want to create my own content, but I don't want to be myself in them. I Hmm. think I've, I don't know. I'm as much as I was an attention whore as a child, like as I'm growing older, I'm like, "Mm, like, don't look at me (laughs) unless I'm on your TV saying someone else's words, (laughs) you know, but like, I don't know. It's so weird. I, but I would like to like create my own scripted content and I don't know. It's interesting though. When I look at other people's like IMDBs and it's like, they like did a web series and it's like, they're the director, the producer. Yeah. The and it's director, like yeah. porn vampires, number 16, like mega death. And I'm just like, I don't want that to be the first thing that shows up next to my name, you know? Well, you, you, you don't have to use that title. That's true. But that's um, that was my first idea. <laughs> my first... I guess I won't use that title now, Andrew. Um, well, if you ever need help producing Porn Vampires number 16, yeah. give me a call. Okay. <laughs> cool. Uh, but I know what you mean. I guess... Like, do you feel that way, too? I didn't expect that for you to throw my own question back at me. Sorry. I feel as though I'm always one to tend to go, like, the... Like, when I see everybody's doing a certain thing, I'm like, okay, then do the opposite. Yeah. Because the what the masses are doing... And it's not just for the sake of being iconoclastic or counterculture. Mm-hmm. But it's just, like... For instance, I always use Groundlings and UCB as an example, and like not to downplay like the value of the education there. It's just like a lot of people are successful now that came out of the UCB and Groundlings. So people are like, ah, that must be the key to success. And so they are like, go there to be successful. I mean, it's okay to go there to be like, no, I want great improv training, Yeah, you know? Um, But people see that as like, ah, that's the key to success. I have to come out of Groundlings and UCB. And then I'm like think for a second well no because now everybody's going that way so it's going to saturate that idea exactly so go opposite and 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 if everyone's going that direction it kind of loses its value when it's like seen on paper you know like you studied at groundlings so did everyone else here yeah you know Yeah. yeah absolutely and and so so when I see, like, everybody's kind of making their own web series, making their own short films and everything, yeah. and, like, 
you know, I'm very happy to be a part of those things, absolutely, as an opportunity. But but for me personally, it's just like to to see that everybody doing that, and it's like, well, that's what everyone everyone's everyone's yeah. got like, oh, you should see this short film I made. Oh, you should see this web series I made. Yeah. So, and I mean, it's not bad. It's not a bad thing to have something you made. It's great to make your own content. It's yeah. just in terms of it, that being your first foot forward. I don't I don't know. And that's what I that's what I feel like I'm. <clears throat> I feel like I've kind of taken a step back from that. I see so many of my friends doing it and I'm like, yes, do it. Like I will be an extra in this, like totally support you doing this. But for me, it's like, I really would want it to be very much me and very personal. And obviously everyone wants and thinks that what they're doing is different and special and unique. But like, I feel like I would want, I don't know. I mean, a part of me is like, I'm waiting for inspiration. And the other part of me is like, I'm lazy. You know, like, <laughs> I definitely need to get a leg up on it, especially if we're going to Sundance. And I need to be like, they're like, oh, you're an actor? I'm like, yeah, I had like three lines on these things. Like, you know, like, I would definitely want to be like, yeah. And like, I've also like done this. And this really speaks of my voice. Like, this is the website. Like, if you're actually interested in seeing this and... And that's another thing that really draws me to it is like the people that actually do watch it. I'm like, oh, okay. Like you actually took the time to watch this, like mm-hmm. this web series or whatever or something I've done. Like, that's cool. You know, like you can kind of, it's a nice gaze just to be, see like, oh, okay. Like you actually like took the time to do this. And also thank you for my reel because it's been so easy just being like, hey, like meeting people at work and be like, hey like they're like working on this like feature i'm like hey can i i just got my reel edited do you want to see it and they'll be like sure why not and it's less than a minute and they're like oh i can sit through this you know it's great andrew fromer edits reels you guys (laughs) he's amazing thank you you're welcome thank you for the plug on my my own (laughs) podcast (laughs) i think that doing stuff on the internet is great No, I think it's great that we live in this time where you can just be like, I have this story and I want to shoot it and I want to put it on the internet and like, hopefully it'll go viral. Like, that's amazing. And it's also great to like, practice what it's like being on camera and like, how, how, what you do transfers onto screen. And that's amazing. So... Yeah, I would like to create my own content. Maybe we can do it together. Maybe. Maybe it can be porn zombies or whatever. Porn. What did I say? <laughs> Zombie I don't porn know. massacre just, 16 oh, mega God. death. Sorry. That's okay. Um, But no, yeah, I'm interested in creating stuff and not just being seen as like a co-star under five. You know, like someone who has a thought and yeah. is... Well, so, I mean... I'm curious about your part on Bosch. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know about it yet? Have you gotten the script? Yeah, I have. Are you allowed to talk about it? I don't know how much I'm allowed to talk about so it. So then let's not, just to be safe. Well, I have a new part on Bosch. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I just know that my name is Maury, and I'm a new character. Yeah, you have a name. I have a name, which <laughs> I've just learned the importance of, like... I guess yeah. it looks really good on your IMDb to have mm-hmm. a name because yeah. I guess when casting directors look at them, they like have no idea how big your part is. Like you could be a guest star, mm-hmm. you could have one line, but I'm like, why did you give me a name if it's such a small part? Like, are you gonna bring me back? Like, who knows? <laughs> so uh, yeah, well, I'm you excited. know that stuff happens all the time, and like 
I mean, I just interviewed Naomi Grossman from mm-hmm. American Horror Story, yeah. and she didn't know what Pepper would turn into. Yeah. You know? She had no idea. Yeah. Um, and then now, like, I, I see her posting pictures of, like, masks of her character that sell for $55 for oh Halloween. Oh, my gosh. Like, crazy. That all came from, like, I believe she said it was, like, maybe three episodes was the original mm-hmm. kind of intention. Yeah. And then it turned into, like, fucking people are buying her face, essentially. That's insane. So maybe Mori masks are going to be the next. (laughs) (laughs) That would be frightening. craze. I mean, you just never know. That's true. Who knows? Should we talk about our movie? Yeah. Um, Remember when we did that? Remember when we did The Sweet Life? Starring Chris Messina and Abigail Spencer? Of, um... Of... of (laughs) Chris Messina of uh, the Mindy Project and, and a lot of other things. And, yes, Ugh, he's... Abigail Spencer of Rectify and Rectify. So, what was it like working with him, Chris? Oh, <laughs> he's such a dream. <laughs> he really is. I was just like, can I just like stay on set for the rest of the shoot? Yeah, I know. It was really hard to leave that set. I know. It was really nice. It was really, but it was also like cold and windy and dusty. Yeah, but once we could, once we were able to bundle up a little bit, I, I was. <laughs> I felt bad for you. What me? Because you were wearing literally. We were and listeners, listen. <laughs> we were shooting in Soledad Canyon, and it was pretty windy. It was really. It was a really and cold, pretty wind. dusty. And I mean, and what, what? That was June. That was May. That was, it was May. The beginning of it was, May. It's so strange to be so cold up there. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was the middle of nowhere though. Yeah. Like, there's no buildings to block the wind. <laughs> and Andrew Frommer was, like, literally just in a t-shirt. What? No, you were I wearing, had, like, like, three layers. I had, like... But a, you were shivering just... hardcore. True. You know what was You tried problem? to hide it. My hands. I had nowhere to put my hands. Oh. Like, I think you had a sweatshirt, so yeah, you could I put did. it in your pockets. Yeah. And, like, um, Josh... Uh, <clears throat> Josh Pence, who is... Mm-hmm. So, we put... How would you describe our characters? We would... <sighs> I would just say that we were like amazing, perfect, <laughs> like really compelling, and we had a really fun scene. Yes, we had a really fun scene. Yeah. It was pretty high high stakes, I would say, that scene. It is. Chris Messina was so good. He I loved working <laughs> with him. Yeah. Especially like when he he knew where the camera was at all times and like Yeah. He just like got inside my head. Oh. And broke me. <laughs> he did. He broke he me. Did. He was... You started crying. I... <laughs> I remember that. It was so fun. It was, and then at the end of it, I was just like, "Chris, can we just? Can you hold me? <laughs> you made yeah. me feel really bad. Can you make me feel really good?" Now? What What I loved about the experience was, um, I can't remember if I've mentioned this or not, but like that was. So that was my kind of first time on a i would say a film set I w- i've been on a couple tv sets which i feel like are a little different because mm-hmm. they're a little more we were camp- commercial and we were camping yeah we were. <laughs> but so being on a film set and like there's a little bit more time i would say i put that in quotes because yeah. it's like like tv is very fast mm-hmm. i feel like it's very like because set they, up, go, set up, yeah go. and it's they have just the building that you're in is set up for quick right it's on a sound stage yeah so there's and- we There's, were on location. We were on location. And so in terms of figuring, and also, you know, you only have 90 pages to work with. You need to get them right, yeah. you know, or so. So 
what I loved about it was seeing Chris question Rob, our director, Rob mm-hmm. Spera, mm-hmm. who directed it, was the questions he was asking and trying to figure out the right way to play the whole scene. Because I had just come off a movie where it was kind of everybody's first time making a movie. Was that Highway to Havasu? It was. Oh, cool. Thanks for the I've heard about little it. plug. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of a first time for a lot of people. So we were all kind of trying to figure it out on our own. Yeah. Um, left to our own devices and I wasn't sure if like you know questioning things and like kind of speaking up if I was like this I feel like this isn't working yeah and so to be on that set to see like real pros real seasoned people like Abigail and Chris be there and like questioning things and being like I don't think this works can we try this yeah let's figure this out together it was such an eye-opening experience it was really fun that's how you make a scene in a movie is like you you ask questions and you're kind of i don't want to say be annoying to the director but like but like speak up yeah it was really cool to see because chris has directed in the past too and it was really cool to like i felt like we were all kind of huddled together like we were like in this camper just like hanging (laughs) out out like you me josh chris and abby and we were just like seeing now be like okay so what's this scene about? And we all just discuss it and be like, okay, we're going to try this. We're just going to see what happens. And like, yeah, shooting that movie was so, it was my first feature and it was so, so fun. And it was really nice that we had that little cast brunch first so I could like get to know everyone. And yeah. So that, and that was the doings of, of the people at Mockingbird Pictures, Julie Lynn and Bobby Curtis. Oh, love them. Who, um, they're What else are they known for? <laughs> well, um, I'll first say five to seven because I had the writer director of that, Victor Levin, on. Victor, uh, I believe that was episode thirty. I hope episode I'm right on that. Thirty. Wow. I'll cut that out if I'm wrong. <laughs> um, Albert so five Nobbs. to seven, and that was such an amazing movie. Uh, Albert Nobbs is another great one with Glenn Close. Yeah. Um, Last Days in the Desert, which will be coming out soon. Cool. Um, that was at Sundance last year premiered there and it was amazing directed by rodrigo garcia who does a lot of their stuff and, and he produced our movie too yeah i believe he was he was a producer they worked together a lot rodrigo and julian bonnie cool um and and i mean they're they're doing such amazing work on such little money and like ponying together every dime that they can to make great stories and you know, the sweet life is yet another one, and fingers crossed, we're hoping it'll you know go to Sundance. So and... great! I have to say, it really did feel like a family. Like I felt really welcome and welcomed into this yeah. world because I knew you knew Bonnie or you knew Julie, Julie before, and I remember just being like, "This is this is a really cool way to make a movie." Like working like with having people, a brunch right before, having a brunch and... before, and like no, like meeting people and like. Being like, I want to work with you. Like, mm-hmm. and even down to um, Amy, the casting director, I was just like, she she looks so was, was so sweet in the audition because I had to audition. I'm <laughs> 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 like some people. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you can get that out. But even Amy, the casting director, was so sweet. Like when I auditioned, she was like, I really loved your reel. Like, and then we were like on the AFI campus, and I was just like, this, I want to do this movie. Like. This is so great. And I was so happy to be able to read the script before and be like, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. Like, Chris Messina and Abigail Spencer basically can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And they were really fun to work with. Yeah. So if you're listening, thank you. 
Thank you. For all your work, Chris and Abby. I'm sure you're not listening. But Love you. You're very busy doing amazing things. Yeah. <laughs> Come hang out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Chris, thank you so much. It's for been a pleasure. Coming in and speaking with me about your really interesting career. And it's just beginning. I hope so. And I can't wait to check in. in Who the knows? Future. Have I peaked, Andrew? Have I peaked? <laughs> you know, there was an interesting... Laura Bell Bundy said this to me when I was on the set of Anger Management. Did she say, can you get me a water? Because you were a PA. <laughs> <laughs> no. But for To clarify, Andrew played a PA. I played a stagehand at a conference on anger management, and Laura Bell Bundy thought I was an actual PA on the show itself. And then when I sat down in the actor chair next to her, she went, oh. What did she say to you other than, oh. (laughs) I was talking to her about the career, and she said, you know, there's no such thing as backward movement. There's no steps backward. It's just, it just keeps going. And opportunities will come. Opportunities won't come. You just got to keep going. That's great. Something along those lines. That's awesome. (laughs) There was this quote. Is this Winston Churchill quote? If you're going through hell, keep going? No. I mean, I'm sure he did say that. (laughs) Let me find it. I might not have it anymore. Success is stumbling from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm. So let us stumble forward. Let let us stumble. To our next failure. (laughs) (laughs) Members of the congregation, let us stumble. (laughs) That was very priestly the way you presented that. That was great, yeah. Well, on that note, let us say goodbye to our listeners. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. And go forth and stumble. And yes, let us do that. And not lose enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. And all that's left now is the sign-off. Side. Kickback Radio. Ciao. <laughs> okay, well, that one's gonna be memorable. <laughs>